I'm going to just share for just a moment with you tonight something that the Lord has been stirring in my heart. There's a scripture in Acts chapter 16, verse 25, and I just feel like it's significant for tonight, and I'm going to expound on this tonight, um, this Sunday. So this is kind of the beginning. In Acts chapter 16, verse 25, Paul and Silas were praying, and then they began to worship and praise. It goes on to share the story. They had been put in jail, but when they began to pray and when they began to praise, the Bible says there was an earthquake. Now, it wasn't all around the, you know, the territory. It was just the jail. The jail cells were opened. Their chains were loosed, all the prisoners. They were completely set free. When they were praying and when they were praising. Tonight, I want to focus specifically just for a few minutes on the power of prayer. And I'm going to teach you out of the Lord's Prayer how to pray. So let's take a look at chapter 11 in the book of Luke. Now, it came to pass as Jesus was praying in a certain place. Hey, think about that. I'm going to stop for a moment. In a certain place. Do y'all have a place, a certain place where you go to every day to meet with the Lord? It could be a prayer closet. It could be uh, in your car, caribou, Starbucks. It doesn't matter. But do you have a certain place? This is important. I think we need to read these things slowly to recognize. This is significant. The Lord didn't just put it in the word for no reason. Do you have a certain place that's tranquil, that's relaxing? Tranquility will always produce creativity. Find a place that's not distracting to you. A place where it's quiet. Moms, dads, this is especially important to you. You may need to wake up earlier in the morning before the kids wake up. But find a certain place. A certain place. When Jesus ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. As John also taught his disciples, So Jesus said to them, when you pray, say, let's read this together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us day by day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. I'm going to stop right there. In the Greek, and I'm not going to focus on this too much, in the Greek it actually reads more like this. It's more statements of faith, just so you understand. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You, actually in the Greek it actually says, you give us day by day our daily bread, and you forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone who is indebted unto us. And you do not lead us into temptation, but you deliver us from the evil one. Again, I'm not going to take time to expound on the Greek, but that's just to help you to understand. It's more statements of faith. But there are five things, and a lot of times people look at the Lord's Prayer and they think it's just a prayer to pray, and it is. But it's not intended to just be a modeled prayer for us to pray in repetition over and over and over. The disciples said, Jesus, teach us how to pray. This is a teaching of how to pray. So quickly, 
there are five things I want to point out that Jesus taught us from the Lord's Prayer of how to pray. Number one, he says, hallowed be your name. In other words, holy is your name. In other words, how awesome is your name. How magnificent is your name. How worthy is your name. In other words, instead of coming to the Lord with your insecurities or your worries or your fears or your weaknesses or feeling like you don't deserve, the focus is not on you. The focus is on who? On God. Doesn't faith just resonate when you even think about that like that? Just put your focus on Him. Hallowed, holy, awesome, magnificent is your name. Your kingdom comes. So one of the first things you want to do is you want to worship. You want to come into his presence with worship, with praise. You're awesome, God. You're amazing, God. So that's the first thing you want to do. Secondly, your kingdom come. Declaration. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Vision. Decree, vision, that the weak say, I am strong. Jesus is saying, you got to get a picture. You got to be heavenly minded. You got to see, okay, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven for my marriage, if we're married in heaven. Or your will be done on earth as it would be for my calling in life, or for my finances, or for my body. Your will be done. You know, God, faith is not established until we understand what the will of God is. Amen? Otherwise, it's just we're just hoping or wishing. Faith is established the moment the will of God is known. And that's why the Apostle Paul teaches us we've got to transform our minds. We've got to renew our minds, not to the world, but to the word. Amen? And the more heavenly-minded, as the Apostle Paul encourages us to be, the more easy it is to sink our faith in God's love. And his provision, his goodness. There is, let me ask you, how many car accidents are in heaven? Let me help you. How many murders are there in heaven? How many crimes are there in heaven? How much sickness is in heaven? All right, you guys are really awesome students. You're amazing. You're quick. So what Jesus is saying, I want you to experience heaven here on earth. I want you to pray like that. I want you to envision what would be relationships. What would your relationships be like if you were in heaven already? Pull heaven to earth. You've got to be able to see it from the inside out. Because we don't lead from the outside in. We lead from the inside out. Everything happens in the realm of the spirit before it happens in the physical. Victory, declaration, Thank you, Lord, that I'm more than a conqueror through Christ who loves me. Who the Son has set free is free indeed. And when this gets a hold of you on the inside, that's when the chains are broken. That's when freedom, real freedom comes. Amen? We've got to see our success before we become a success because we lead from the inside out. Okay? So we've got to decree. We've got your kingdom come. Your will be done. On earth as it would be in heaven. 
for my marriage, for my family, for my children, for my body, for my finances, for my calling. You fill in the blank, but this is what Jesus is teaching you to do. This is not just a model prayer. He is teaching you something much deeper than that. He is teaching you how to pray. First, hallowed be your name. Holy is your name. But then secondly, what is the will of God? Look to heaven. And then you decree it by seeing it. Not with these physical eyes, but with your spiritual eyes. Amen? Thirdly, let's move quickly. You give us day by day our daily bread. You give us day by day our daily bread. Is he talking about natural food? Sure, he could be. Talking about these monetary things that we might need? Sure. But Jesus, when he talked about bread, wasn't he talking more often about the word? Remember when Satan was tempting him and trying to convince him, take that stone and turn into bread? What did Jesus say in response? He said, man doesn't live by bread alone. They live by the word of God. So when Jesus refers to daily bread, he's referring to the word of God. And when the word of God gets on the inside of us, once again, one word from God will change our lives forever. So we get a hold of God's word. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, what are you saying right now? What is your word saying right now? Okay, I'm going through some tough things right now. Romans 8, 37, I'm more than a conqueror through Christ who loves me. Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You've got to know what the general word of God says so you can have a specific word from the Holy Spirit for him to illuminate. If you're trying to say, God, what do I do for my next step in life? What am I called to do? What am I destined to do? What do you want me to do next? What's my job? Who am I supposed to marry? Some of these things may not be in the general word. You need to hear from the Holy Spirit. But thank God Jesus left us the Holy Spirit. And my sheep hear my voice. Yes, Jesus is our shepherd. His Holy Spirit has been given to us, and he speaks to us still today. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thank God we have a good shepherd and overseer of our soul that still speaks to his sheep. Bah, right? Amen? That wasn't a very good bah. Bah. That sounded like a goat. I'm a sheep. Amen. I get to be a shepherd, too. Isn't that cool? I get to be two. I don't know how that works exactly, but... All right, number four, let's move on real quickly. Heart check. Forgive, 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 forgive. For, listen, and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. Forgiveness. In other words, it's time for a heart check. Just think of King Saul. Remember when he became really jealous, envious of David? And the ladies were singing, you know, King Saul, he's killed thousands, but King David, he's killed tens of thousands. And instead of Saul being really, really happy for David because he was his own team member, he was put over the military. Saul chose him to put him over the military. And instead of being happy for him, he got jealous. Just think if King Saul had gone before God and said, God, forgive me for this jealousy, this envy that I'm having on the inside of me. God, forgive me. And I forgive those ladies for making me feel inferior and inadequate or maybe not as good as David because it takes teamwork to make the dream work. 
And it's not about competition. It's about completion. Together we make a difference. Some people look more talented, more gifted, but listen, every joint supplies. And there are times in our life where we have to go before the Lord and say, God, I need a heart checkup right now. I forgive what that person said about me. I forgive them as you have forgiven me. Think about King David when he became the king. Just think when he looked out the window and he saw he was out standing on top of his palace and he saw Bathsheba. You know, he could have gone before the Lord and said, God, forgive me. Forgive me for the lust. When he found out she was married, forgive me for thinking about her. It would have prevented King David from adultery and from murder if he had just done this principle. A heart check. We all need a heart check at times. God, forgive me as you have forgiven me. I forgive others. We all need to take a moment to do a heart check. Fifth and last but not least. And you do not lead us into temptation, but you deliver us from the evil one. What Jesus is teaching us to do right there is to pray grace. What does grace mean? Divine intervention and unmerited favor. Amen? We all need grace every day. We can't breathe. We can't take our next breath if it wasn't for God. We couldn't comb our hair if it wasn't for God. We couldn't think. We wouldn't have a brain if it wasn't for God. And we take a lot of these things for granted. But tonight, let's be that thankful, grateful generation rising up, taking its place in the earth and acknowledging, God, you're the one that power, is given the power to give me wealth in the first place. You're the one that gave me the mind to think properly. But there's something powerful about meekness. Meekness does not equal weakness. Meekness, humility equals Power, strength, grace, peace, joy, love, laughter. There is tremendous strength in meekness and humility. There's something powerful when King David said, lift your hands to the Lord. What was that? As a sign of surrender, God, I need you. I can't do this without you. I'm totally submitted to you. I can't take my, my next breath without you. What was he doing? He was totally surrendered. Hands lifted high to heaven is simply a sign, an outward sign of an inward surrender. God, I am surrendered to you. And I can't do anything without you. And so God, through your grace, deliver me from the evil one. God, by your grace, deliver me from these temptations. Lord, grace, grace. Remember Zerubbabel and Zechariah? He was told to prophesy to the mountains and to shout grace, grace to the mountains so that the mountains would be made a plain. In other words, made nothing. What are the problems that you're facing tonight? What are the temptations that you're facing tonight? What is it that you need deliverance from tonight? Because there's something powerful as we continue to worship and you lift your hands high and say grace, grace. Maybe you bow a knee before the Lord. Whatever it is. Meekness does not equal weakness. Meekness equals power. It means strength. It means deliverance. It means freedom. It means your favor. Opening doors that no man can shut. Something about the grace of God. It is not a theology. His name is Jesus. And he is present here tonight. Quickly. Number one, how to pray once again. Worship 
Praise, hallowed, holy, awesome, powerful is your name. Number two, decree the vision. What would it look like in heaven? Decree it over your life, over your future. Thirdly, what's the word of God saying, the daily bread? What is he saying? One word from God will change your life forever. Number four, heart checkup. I forgive as you have forgiven me. Is there somebody you need to forgive tonight? Somebody who has wronged you. Listen, when you don't know, you just don't know. Assume the best. Maybe they did the best they knew. You have no idea, Sean. You have no idea what they did to me. They tormented me. They violated me. They abused me. It's probably what they went through. They just don't know better. Well, it's still the law is the law. Yes, I agree with you. But you need to forgive them. Forgiveness is more of a gift for you than it is for them even. Release them and let God vindicate and bring justice. And last, it's time for grace to show himself strong on your behalf tonight with hands lifted high, saying, God, I can't take another step without you. Every morning in your certain place, God, I need your grace. I need deliverance. I need your divine intervention. And I need your favor for today because I can't take another step without you. If we receive this, would you say amen? You've been wonderful listeners. I appreciate every single one of you being with us tonight. I believe you're going to go home tonight better off than you were before. Let's take a moment. I never like to close my message without giving you an opportunity to make your heart right with Jesus. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? If you've never made the decision to accept Jesus Christ or you need to recommit your heart to the Lord Jesus, tonight it would be my honor and my privilege to introduce you to my very best friend, and his name is Jesus, who is present here tonight to forgive you of all of your sins. Whether it's a first-time decision of making Jesus the Lord of your life or you want to recommit your heart to the Lord Jesus. The Bible says in Romans 10, 13, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Tonight is your salvation. The Bible says today is your salvation. Don't postpone this. Don't wait. You don't have a guarantee of tomorrow without Jesus. So tonight... Let's get your heart right with Jesus. Let me pray for you. If you're saying, Pastor, that's me, I need to accept Christ, or I need to recommit my heart to the Lord Jesus, all over this auditorium right now, slip up your hands acknowledging, I want to accept Jesus or recommit my heart to the Lord Jesus. Hands are going up all over this place. Thank you for the courage, the confidence, the boldness that it takes to do this. Hands of children, hands of adults, hands are going up. Anyone else, just a moment longer, this is your day to get your heart right with Jesus. Today is your day for salvation. Just a moment longer, anyone else? Thank you so much. Would you put your hand on your heart? Tonight, church, I want you to join these people with making this quality choice and this decision. As they're calling on the name of the Lord, let's pray this prayer together. Let's join them. Let's be the encouragement. Let's be the wind beneath their wings as God wipes away and washes away all their sins. Please pray this prayer out loud with me. Heavenly Father, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, come into my heart. I accept you as my Lord, my Savior, and my best friend. Thank you for dying on the cross for all of my sins. I commit my life to you now and forever. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Congratulations. We want to take a moment to commend you.